Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to bring you inspiring interviews with people who are sharing their passion for gratitude, self-love, and kindness. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and this episode of the podcast was recorded on April 1st, 2020. And no, it's not an April Fool's Day joke. What I want to talk about in this episode is first how I'm creating a new vision of life during the pandemic. We're going to talk a little bit more about caring for our mindset and our physical health. We're going to talk about working from home and how we're taking care of our kids and ways that we can create revenue. So there's going to be a lot in this podcast episode. It's going to be a little bit longer than some of my previous ones, but I think there's a lot to be said right now. So as of today, I live in Canada. I live on Vancouver Island. So if you go all the way west in Canada to Vancouver and then you take a ferry, you can get to Vancouver Island. And just because we're on an island doesn't mean we're untouched by the COVID-19 pandemic. We are absolutely staying home. Uh, We are in our third week of, you know, being home as much as possible. My family and I are in excellent health, thank goodness, and I'm really extremely grateful for that. And it's been announced that for most Canadians, this will be the way things are until likely July. So we're looking at three full months, so 90 days of really restricted freedoms and doing basically whatever we can from home. So there's a lot going on right now and we have to take a look at, okay, the the adrenaline rush that we had when this first started, the panic, you know, that kind of has worn off. And now it's really about what are we going to do next? Before I go any further in this podcast, if you are in a situation where you are not able to move forward, you're having trouble getting out of bed, you're really stuck in a, a fear spiral, or you're just very um, unable to do regular daily functions, not because you're sick with a virus or a flu or a cold, but because your mindset is not, you know, just not able to get into a shift in mindset, please, please, I implore you to reach out to your local mental health support hotline. Here in Canada, I know these hotlines have been added. They've added more opportunities and ways for Canadians to connect uh, with um, a healthcare professional to talk about your mental health. They've added resources to our kids' help phone because right now um, our children, of course, being stuck at home, you know, they, for some children, that might be a very difficult situation. So if that is you, please get help. Please reach out, find a friend, a neighbor, text somebody, just start the path towards uh, getting help to get out of that situation because if you are listening to this podcast and that's where you are today, most of what I share, you will have a hard time doing. So that is where I wanted to start with. And 
For me, what I've realized is if I'm going to create a new vision of life during the pandemic, what I have to do is shift my mindset and protect my mindset. So I've been you know, studying the self-help movement for over a decade. I was a huge fan and still am a huge fan of This Secret when it first came out, which is actually, uh, oh my goodness, it's like 12 years ago now. I did the, um, you know, the millionaire mindset. Uh, I've read so many books. I just love really investing time and effort into focusing on how to keep my mindset leaning towards the positive and being at a higher vibration as much as possible. And one of the keys really of that, and I wrote about it in my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, is avoiding the news. And here we are now, uh, the first week when this story really started to break in Canada, I started to watch the news every day for sometimes an hour, a couple of hours. And I quickly realized, as was pointed out by a few friends, that if I kept doing that, I would not be able to function or move forward. So that's something that is definitely necessary, is a very strict diet of news. Because everything right now is breaking news. And so every time we see breaking news, you know, our adrenaline will pump through our body, our cortisol levels will increase, and we'll have that fear response. So avoiding as much news as possible while keeping informed on what's important and what's critical right now is something that I highly recommend. So what I've done is I've really gone back to this you know, magical trunk of tools that I have, and I've been figuring out ways to create a new vision of life during the pandemic because we're in it for at least another 90 days. It is likely that the way that life was before will never go back to the same. Uh, there are things that might never be able to come back or recover from this. But in 12 months to 18 months, we will likely be able to look back on this time as challenging, difficult, but also as a time where we made significant changes in the ways that we live. I'm going to talk about first a few things that I've been doing to shift my mindset. So first is about authentic connections. And ironically, we are connecting more and more via social media, via Zoom meeting or FaceTime or Duo or Skype or whatever you're using. But what can happen sometimes is that we are connecting, but we're not actually creating a real authentic connection and we're not communicating clearly. So I went through a situation where one of my dearest friends and business partners and I, we uh, don't, well, I shouldn't say don't. I, at the time, the way that we felt about what was going on in the world was so far apart. And it was just, we had completely different views and perspectives. What I appreciate about, appreciate about this friendship is that we were able to say, okay, we're so far apart right now. Um, I'm hurting, she's hurting. How are we going to get back to a place where we can at least communicate authentically? So, you know, we'd been texting back and forth and we knew that this had to stop. We had to get in front of each other. And so we, we went on a zoom call and 
kind of just laid it out. And I talked about how I'd been feeling and, and some of the fears that I'd had and my perspective. And then I listened to her and her perspective. And it was a very difficult and very uncomfortable conversation. And especially since we were looking at each other, it was very difficult, but it turned out to be one of the most important conversations that I had all week because what it did is it allowed me to see things from a different perspective, which is always important. And we still don't agree on everything. And I actually think that's really important is the ability to not agree with everything your friends or your families believe, but to still have an authentic relationship is extremely powerful. And that's what we need right now. So if right now you have discomfort in some of your relationships because of the way people are reacting to the pandemic, I encourage you to lean in a little bit and see if you can work things through while respecting other people's opinions. This is not the time to try and convince someone that your opinion is right. It is a very important time for us to stay connected and be authentic with each other. I think as well, when we're talking about mindset, we have to follow great leadership. We have to look to see who is leading in a way that I want to follow. So that is definitely difficult, uh, but I know that there are great leaders that are showing up and are, are growing in this crisis in a way that makes us want to follow them. And I just want to mention two that have been making an impact on my life on a daily basis. I have always been a huge fan of Brene Brown, and she launched a new podcast right around this time, which I couldn't think of a better time for Brene Brown to launch a podcast. It's called Unlocking Us. So as soon as you're finished listening to this one, make sure you go and download her new podcast. And I always look to Brene, you know, in times of crisis, I remember how she handled things, uh, you know, when they had the hurricane in Houston, like she was in there, you know, their home was flooded. She, she was supporting people. She was uh, contributing to charitable, charitable uh, efforts. Like she was in the mess, but also at the same time, like helping us with our mindset. Her episode that I really recommend is called, it's a Brene on comparative suffering, the 50-50 myth and settling the ball. Absolutely perfect for what we need right now as we move forward. And I also really love her book. Uh, I listened to it as an audiobook, uh, Dare to Lead. Really anything Brene has written or any audiobooks or her Netflix special or her TED talk on YouTube or whatever you're watching, all worth your time and effort. And the other woman I want to mention is Mel Robbins. She is a TV personality. She uh, just interestingly, so interestingly, right? Her talk show got canceled before this all happened. And so she had already been shifting in her life because her talk show had been canceled. So she was kind of in an interesting place before this all happened. She also wrote a great book called The Five Second Rule. And I've, I've been a huge fan of Mel since I saw her on stage with sparkly sneakers at an event years ago. She inspired me to actually design my own sparkly sneakers for when I'm on stage. If you want to hear my story about the sparkly sneakers, you can go all the way back to episode 13, uh, which is about, you know, do I still have to wear high heels on stage? And I share my story about my sparkly sneakers. So Mel's been doing this really great Facebook Live at, uh, I guess it's noon Eastern, so 9 a.m. Pacific, called Stay Connected with Mel Robbins. 
she's being authentic about what's happening in their home. Everyone's at home dealing with, well, young adults really, because her kids, her older kids are not teenagers anymore, how they've been dealing with that. And really also, you know, providing humor on Twitter as well, which I love. I love every day Mel reminds us what day of the week it is because it does feel like we have no idea what day of the week it is. The next thing that is so important right now in terms of mindset is remembering to laugh. So there is a little bit of irony that I'm recording this on April Fool's Day. Uh, Of course, there's been a movement to cancel April Fool's Day because of obviously like we're in such a crazy world right now that it's like you wouldn't even know if something was actually real or not on April Fool's Day. But remembering to laugh is so, so important. So I have been watching YouTube a lot. I like YouTube to pick things that make me laugh. Jimmy Fallon is the host of The Tonight Show. And he, uh, his show, like many others, of course, have been on hold indefinitely. And so what he's doing is a series on YouTube called The Tonight Show at Home Edition. It's so hilarious because he has two young children. His wife is the cameraman person, sorry, camera person or camera operator, I should say. And they, it's just hilarious because it's just like every other person working from home with kids. It's like the kids, you know, you're like, Hey, just, I'm just going to record something for five minutes. And then they keep interrupting. Right. So there, and then he's been adding, uh, interviews with other celebrities doing them over zoom. There's music. Uh, it's just so much fun and it makes me laugh. And the episode where he tries to, he's like, let's go pitch a tent. Okay. (laughs) But they literally did go and try and pitch this tent. So my daughter and I watched this together and it inspired us to actually get a tent. So we purchased a very large tent. We didn't know how huge it was going to be, but if it's in the corner of our yard, it arrived yesterday. So we built this tent and this is what I did as I, as I was recording the podcast, I said to my daughter, I love you. Please go in your tent while mommy records her podcast. So I tell you, if you have the space for a tent, if you don't have the space outside for a tent, maybe you have the space inside for a smaller tent or maybe a blanket fort. Just if you're home with kids, like just build them a space where they can go and be quiet and have fun. I mean, the best people to remind us to laugh are our kids and our pets, right? I also really, uh, I enjoy so many other channels on YouTube. I like the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen and Epicurious and Binging with Babis. So a lot of like food shows. Uh, but this uh, Bon Appetit Test Kitchen, there's a series called Gourmet Makes with Claire Saffitz. And she's like the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen sweetheart. And when you watch her do these gourmet makes, it, what she does is she takes like a childhood classic, like Oreo cookies, and makes it a gourmet version of it. And why I like this series is because, you know, you watch Claire's process as she tries to figure this out, like reverse engineering these recipes, but making them taste even better. And sometimes it goes well and other times it goes really poorly, but there's, there's humor, there's, you know, there's suspense. Anyway, I really enjoy that. So that's a a great, um, a few ideas on how to laugh. Uh, obviously just having fun with your family, you know, if you're home with others and you're getting on each other's nerves, the best way to break that up is to laugh. Whatever that is, you know, make goofy faces, do fart noises for all I care, you know, play with the pets, the dog, whatever, chase the dog around the house, whatever it takes to make you laugh. It'll break up any tension very, very quickly. 
The next mindset strategy I want to talk about is to be focusing on what's working. So it's super easy to focus on all that is going wrong right now. So in order to shift our mindset, we really have to focus on things that are working. And my gratitude practices, of course, have really, really helped me with you know, shifting my mindset and focusing on what's working. What I love is seeing so many people are now sharing their gratitude on Facebook and asking people to post what they're grateful for today. Uh, it's April 1st, as I said, and I just launched a 30 days of gratitude challenge. You can join us at any time. It's really, really simple. You're just going to post a picture or two uh, or three, it doesn't matter, uh, every day and share why you're grateful for something in the picture or just why you're grateful in general. And we'll try to be as specific, I will say, try and be as specific as possible with your gratitude. And that honestly might just be that your fridge is full of food because that isn't the case right now for a lot of us. And then just use um, the hashtag uh, 30 days of gratitude and hashtag wake up with gratitude just so that I can find your posts more easily and know that you're participating. Super easy. It's the same. The day is the same day as the month. So you can catch up and join us at any time or start your own 30 days of gratitude challenge as needed whenever you choose to. And I just, you know, really want you to think about like, what am I grateful for right now, right? I did a, a podcast uh, a couple of days, or I guess last week, I don't know. <laughs> last week was a month. I mean, nobody really knows anymore what day of the week it is. But I did one really talking about, you know, how to have gratitude during a pandemic. And it really is one of those things that as hard as it might seem to find gratitude, it is going to be our saving grace. So that is really the mindset thing about it. I want to talk a little bit about our physical health because that's also going to change, right? We may not be able to leave our homes uh, depending on our situation. We may be able to leave our homes, but not have obviously access to the same kinds of things that we used to. So walking or going for a run is going to be a really our only form of exercise for a lot of people or biking are probably the, the most, you know, you can do for exercise. If you are going for a run, please, please be physically distancing from people more than you would otherwise, because of course, as we're heavy breathing while running, uh, that of course there's more, you know, potential for, for, um, germs to be spread and viruses to be spread. But barring that, uh, many of us maybe have access to an online workout or a live workout. I mean, that's been great. I will, I want to just mention one little thing to think about. If you're starting an online uh, training program or work, workout program or yoga class or whatever, please use the same sort of common sense as you would if you were joining a new gym. Meaning that if you are sedentary right now, doing a high intensity home training uh, could potentially lead to injury. And the last thing we want right now is to be injured because all of our care providers, right? Secondary care providers are closed. So I just, you know, use caution and common sense when you're starting an online program uh, in terms of health. I have always said that walking is the best form of exercise and I still stand behind that. Walking and some light stretching or yoga for some mindset work at the same time. Most people can do that and the options online are just, they're growing every day, which is so phenomenal. 
We also want to make sure we're doing our best to eat as much nutritious food as possible. The good news is, is frozen fruits and vegetables are just as healthy, if not more healthy than fresh ones. So if you're lacking in fresh fruits and vegetables, don't worry. Uh, the frozen stuff is just as good. And like I said, sometimes better in many cases. I'm seeing um, a lot of farms that are able to support, like local farms that are able to support direct to consumer in safe ways so that you can get produce. Obviously that'll start to grow literally as the seasons change and we'll have more access to fresh produce and be able to support our farmers because they of course have planted all their crops months in advance and some of them, you know, who rely on farmers markets, which are really going to be a thing of the past for a while. Um, if they can be creative on doing, you know, a, a safe roadside stand, again, we, we want to leave our house to do our groceries, you know, once every couple of weeks, if we can. So if we can figure out a way to, you know, get our errands done safely on, you know, one day and then come back and kind of stay on our own, then that's great. But remember that every time you're leaving the house for some kind of errand or shopping, it's not meant to be a social occasion. It's not meant to be hang out at the grocery store. I wish it was. I used to love I used to love grocery shopping. I enjoy it a little bit less, but I'm more organized. I will say that my grocery shopping is far more organized, but I do miss sort of the social part of groceries. We'd go as a family. And now of course, um, you know, one person from our household is doing all the errands. Okay. Uh, health, for physical health as well. Uh, let's not forget uh, drinking water is still the best thing to do. Most of us have safe tap water. Uh, if we can choose to not, use bottled water this time as much as possible. If you're drinking water is safe, that's great. Just we're already adding a lot of extra plastic into our waste right now. Our earth is, you know, definitely feeling the positive effects of not having as much pollution, but I'm still, you know, hoping we're not going to put 10 times more plastic in the oceans because of this pandemic. So balance that as best as you can, but do drink water uh, whenever possible as a drink of choice. And of course, getting sleep, that can definitely be a tricky one. You know, if you can get, I don't know, six to eight hours a night or even 10. I mean, if you are not working right now and you are home, you know, turn off your alarms, allow yourself to sleep until you wake up, let your kids do the same, give yourself, you know, some time to catch up on some sleep that you might've been deprived of for, for months. And if you're having trouble sleeping at night, you know, have a nap. Never been a better time to have a nap because if you're at home, then you have a place to nap. So the last part I want to talk about in this podcast is a little bit about around working from home and revenue and, and how we're taking care of our kids because this obviously is going to affect a lot of people right now. So, so you're likely going to find yourself in one of the following situations. You are able to continue working, but you are working from home. You have lost your job because your business has closed or you are unwell and unable to work or maybe in self-isolation. Uh, you are still working at, in an essential service and you are leaving the home or perhaps you were not working before this whole thing happened uh, and maybe now you have a partner who's working from home or kids that you know were no longer living at home that are coming back home. So it's likely one of the situations that you are in. So. Working from home, I'm going to do a whole other segment on that because I think that could be a podcast in itself. I actually did a video series on YouTube all about uh, 
including topics of working from home and using online tools and creating content. So I'll put a link to that YouTube series in the podcast notes. But really, I want you to think about if I'm going to be working from home, let's say that that's your new normal, you and maybe your partner are working from home. How can I set up my home in order to make it possible for both of us to get work done? And maybe you're, you have the kids at home too. So you're, the kids are going to be, you know, going back and forth between each parent so that they can take turns working. It's going to take a lot of creativity and patience and understanding, especially depending on what kind of work you're doing. I already worked from home. So this was less of a transition for me. My husband does work that he can and has done from, from home before. So for us, the transition has been a lot easier. I know for other families though, it's not quite as simple. So think about creative ways that you can make it work. One of the things that we're doing and we were able to get this done in just about a week is we built a room in our garage for my husband to uh, work in. So we're very lucky we have space, we have a garage, and we just were able to get this room built fairly quickly so that he can work. He's also a streamer, which I'll talk about when we talk about creating revenue and just made sense for him to have a private space. You know, we knew fairly early on that this was not going to be just a two week thing. We knew that it would be months. So we decided to invest in, and you know, getting this, this room built so that that's been really great for us. Obviously that's not going to be the same situation for everybody. Others are going to be in a very small space and you'll have to figure it out. I had my home office in my bedroom for years. It wasn't ideal, but it can be done. In terms of creating revenue, you know, as you shift in thinking about a new vision for what life looks like, you may have to figure out new ways to create revenue from home. And I've been doing this for years. This is something that I've spent a lot of time doing is creating different kinds of revenue streams. And even some of the things that, you know, we kind of took for granted, like being able to ship our products uh, and go to the post office right now, that's not, obviously that's not feasible for most businesses. We we shouldn't be going to the post office uh, on a regular basis, unless again, we're shipping, you know, essential things like masks or gloves or something related to obviously the pandemic. So these are all things that, you know, we want to think about is how are we going to create revenue from home? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do another podcast, maybe in a few days to really talk about this whole situation about, you know, how can we create different revenue from home? What kind of online tools are available? Uh, What does it look like extend this extended period of, of our whole family unit being at home and how do we take care of the kids? Uh, I want to refer you back to two podcasts that I did about unschooling. So my daughter who is nine, we have been unschooling for over two years and she and I recorded a podcast. It's episode number 34 and she shares some of her strategies on how she continues to learn. And a lot of her learning is independent because I work from home and we try and balance me doing my work and spending time with her, but her independently learning as well. And then episode number 36, which is the one just before this one, uh, my friend Jennifer uh, and I got together. We did a conversation really about uh, why we unschool our children. Her story is different than mine, but there's a lot of similarities. And But she works at home and is with her teenage son. So 
I wanted that different perspective of, you know, how different it is to work with a nine-year-old and a teenage boy. So those episodes will help you if you're trying to figure out for what to do with your kids. What I do want to mention is that right now our kids are experiencing trauma. Uh, Their whole lives are upside down as well. And depending on the age and the different abilities of each child and the way that they are able to express themselves, they might be going through a really, really hard time. And that might be why they're acting out or frustrated or not listening to you because they're, they're dealing with trauma. So we are very grateful. We have a counselor that we were working with before this happened and she's doing online counseling. And so our daughter is able to do some counseling with her during this time to help her deal with the feelings of, you know, she's no longer doing her activities. She's not seeing any of her friends. She might be used to being home, but not home all the time as we are right now. So when I get back to, you know, I said in Canada, we have kids help phone, you know, give your kids the opportunity to have space to grieve their losses as well. A lot of losses for kids, you know, not having graduations or proms or all these things that saying goodbye to their friends. I mean, this is, these are big traumatic events in our children's lives. So I would focus less on the school part of things and focus more on the mental health of our children right now, because the whole thing about kids being left behind and the gap in learning, I just don't believe that's true because given the opportunity, most of our kids can catch up really quickly if they're given uh, ways to learn independently, um, if their mental health has been taken care of first. So focus there first, and then the learning actually is, happens more quickly once our kids are less anxious or stressed. There was a lot in this podcast I really hope that some of these ideas will help you as you start to move forward, as we start to envision what our life is going to be like during a pandemic, because we can't just wait till it's over. It's time for us to to move forward. And how are we going to do this? I'm going to continue to share interviews. I'm going to continue to do solo podcasts. My family and I are going to continue to do podcasts together. I am here for you. I want to let you know that you are loved and there's promise you there's always something to be grateful for. Maybe it's just that you have a phone or a device that you could listen to this and other podcasts on that can help you shift your mindset. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. If you'd like to continue your journey with gratitude or stay connected, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Did you learn something from this episode? Was it of value to you? Please share with your friends and don't forget to add us to your favorites and download the episodes automatically when they are posted.